Hi everyone, I'm David Blendauer and welcome to Conversation with a Manager, Stories from the Frontline. Our podcast is dedicated to the proposition that managers, particularly frontline managers, are key to an organization's success. This podcast is also in search of the best advice and counsel from experienced managers for anyone new to the role of manager. Today's guest is Kelsey Berenger. Kelsey Berenger is the CEO of Packback, an education and technology company based out of Chicago that provides AI-assisted writing and research assistance to students as well as AI rating assistance to instructors. Packback's mission is to empower every student to be fearlessly curious and to find their unique voice. Kelsey started her career as a high school chemistry teacher before following her passion into the private sector in support of utilizing technology in the classroom to further student outcomes, especially as it relates to equity and equitable access. Kelsey currently manages a dynamic team of passionate, mission-driven professionals who are lifelong learners. Here to talk more about her conversation with Kelsey is today's host, Betsy Hagen. Thanks, David, and thanks everyone for joining us. I'm really excited to bring you this episode today. Kelsey and I talked about a lot of things, including the support she received as she moved into her first managerial role, to her insights in leading teams that are moving forward from startup mode into revenue generation mode. But the segment I've chosen for this episode is her experience and perspectives on what managers could or perhaps should be thinking about when it comes to utilizing artificial intelligence in the workplace. Enjoy the segment with Kelsey, and I'll be back with David to wrap it up. What advice would you offer to other managers or organizations considering the integration of AI into their operations based on your experiences and insights? You know, it's, it's, it's been interesting, um, really fun, really busy. I do a lot of webinars and I've had to, I've had to force myself to become an expert in AI in a way I wasn't before, you know, GPT went viral. I think, uh, I'm going to quote, I can't remember if it was our CTO or our CPO who said this, but we kind of grossly overestimate the amount of change that's going to happen in a year or five years, but we really, really, really underestimate the amount of change that's going to happen in something like 10. Um, and I think that's probably where we're at with AI, which is we're probably not going to see too much, I think, really, really, really intense social changes in one to five years. But I do think, you know, we'll be talking about the year 2023, 10 years from now as, as you know, the time everything really changed or started to change the pivotal moment. Um, and as far as what I think organizations should be doing, managers, uh, is trying to figure out what, what, what's the most tedious parts of their job um, that they could start leveraging AI to help with. Um, for me, I have to do so much writing and documentation I need it to be good quality, so I can't just like say, "Hey, Claude or Perplexity or RGPT." There's so many. Write this for me, but I can have it write outlines. I can have a brainstorm five titles and mash two together that I like. Um, I can have it do a lot of tedium for me. Um, the other thing that's been super helpful is just getting feedback on your tone. They're shockingly good first eyes over something that you need to send to your HR. Uh, team for review. So a great example is like a really, really thorough 
documented documented feedback, let's say, I can first ask GPT, like, hey, pretend you're an HR representative and you're giving someone feedback and this is the feedback. What would you change? And they're like, oh, you can't say this. You can't say this. Add this. And then I send it over to my HR person to approve. And she's like, yeah, this looks great. You know? Um, so there are a lot of things that folks could be using generative AI for. And I think the best thing everyone could do is just dedicate a little bit of time, whether it's daily or weekly, to just try to stay informed. There are a lot of really great newsletters out there, The Neuron. There are a lot of really great podcasts that teach you how to use it. And um, join Facebook groups, join LinkedIn groups to start learning about things. And then um, I just have an intern regularly research different AI-driven tools and experiment with them and tell me if they're worth it or not. A great one I just discovered was Gamma. You just put in a topic and it generates an entire PowerPoint presentation for you. Um, I'm obsessed with it. It's so cool. I have to do a lot of editing, but it saves me probably 30% of my time, 40% of my time. So, and you could like give it what colors you want and it aligns to a brand book, right? It's like an automated Canva. It's really, really quite special. So I think it's figuring out what tools are going to help the organization, what applications of AI are going to help the organization. It's There's a lot of stuff out there right now and it's figuring what's actually going to save you time versus cost you time to figure out how to use. Um, so that's one piece. And I think also something I'd urge every organization to do is just develop an AI policy before we know it. We're going to have some organization have accidentally had an analyst upload a bunch of classified documentation to chat GPT because they were trying to do something quickly. And it turns out now, oops, our model was trained on a bunch of classified customer documentation. So I think that's the other thing is just get an AI policy documented now. I think the, the biggest thing I would recommend is for any organization, if encourage folks to use AI, if it makes them work faster, just ask that they proofread everything and that their name is on the document at the end of the day, not on ChatGPT. So if they say something outrageous, that's on them, and that they cannot put classified customer documentation into these generative AI bots, um, or they will be reprimanded. Yeah, I think that like if I thought about managers and the perspectives that they have to take, I love the one about just like you have to be clear about where the boundaries are with this and what you're going to tell people in terms of use. The second thing that I would say for a manager is um, having this grow and grow as a tool, as a, you know, opportunity to, as you said, to sort of offload some more um, tedious tasks or tasks that don't require as much critical thinking or judgment doesn't mean that you need to stop teaching people to have good critical thinking and judgment. The other really cool application of, I think, AI and management, I'll actually like parallel it with a uh, product we have at Packback. Um, we have this essay product where we utilize AI to give students instant feedback on writing mechanics. So does their essay flow? The professor can input a customized rubric and our AI makes sure students are hitting really basic minimums. Like, do you have the right number of uh, sources? Are your sources of high quality? We'll like literally check ISBNs or... Um, journal index numbers and have you hit this word count minimum? Does you are you solving your grammar issues? Do you does your does your essay flow? We're able to actually like give feedback on flow, repetitiveness, all these different things, sentence structure. And then what we're not doing is giving feedback on the content ideas. When it's time for an instructor to grade, what our AI does is highlights in the essay where the student blatantly didn't act on that grammatical feedback we gave them and 
And it is automating a lot of this red pen grading, the tedium. No college professor wants to be giving a student feedback on their on their grammar. They just don't. No college professor wants to say, hey, I, I said a 2,000 word minimum and this is 1,800 words. Here's 10 points off. They want to be digging into the meat of the content and ideas and giving feedback on that. And that's exactly what we do. We automate all this tedium and then we let professors only focus on creating content and ideas. And we we have some AI tools that help identify where in the tech students are, you know, really like supporting their claims. Like here's a claim, here's why they're supporting it. But instructors are grading that content ideas because they're the content experts. And also AI can't really deliver aha moments the same way that a human being can. And maybe if we get very great with robots one day, this will happen, but I just don't see it happening. There's just something about like, human-to-human interaction that's like super motivating in a in a learner-educator sort of relationship. And I see a lot of those same, I think, applications mirroring themselves really well in a manager-direct report scenario where I'm a manager. I don't want to be giving you really basic feedback, like you forgot to set an agenda at this meeting or you were saying um too much. I want a robot to do that because I those are things that are those are, you know, 101 level sort of like meeting skills. Um, but what I want to do is really dive into a customer had an objection and you didn't handle it properly. So let's role play that again. I want to give you feedback on how you didn't handle that customer objection. And what if AI is able to give a, let's say, again, it's like applicable for customer facing folks, but, you know, assess or analyze a 30 minute call, say these are the basic things that you did or didn't do. And by the way, manager, I'm going to let you know that on the call, here's an objection that didn't get handled. Here's that three-minute video clip. Can you watch it and then give feedback um, to your representatives? So I actually think that technology is already here and or probably coming in the next few months to years, um, just because I use a technology that at least um, records a transcript and summarize what happens in the call. So it's really easy for a manager to like use our the call technology we use and say, oh, clearly there was something happened funky there. I'm going to watch that five-minute clip. Um, but yeah, I love this concept of managers actually being much more effective at coaching on some of these more difficult skills because they don't have to do something like you didn't set your meeting agenda. I see AI as going in this direction where it's fundamentally uh, has impact to everything that we do, including, to your point, the kinds of things that have been exclusively human interaction um, focused like coaching, whereas there's a lot of data and information that could come at you that are is very useful to you that doesn't actually need to be delivered by your boss or someone, right? It doesn't have to be delivered by another human being. It's actually, if you could just get that feedback, you would likely know that you need it to make those changes or how to make those changes. And then the time you do spend with humans is really in like getting the best of them, right? Mm -hmm. Through their coaching. Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see the tools that come out. I don't, I don't buy into this concept that we're doomed for like AI automation everywhere. I think, I think, you know, we'll probably run into scenarios where some portions of jobs are automated or some types of jobs are automated, but then new jobs are created. Or to this point, we're able to do less with, or do more with less, right? And an engineer before generative AI was maybe able to do X amount of points of work per week. 
after GPT, they're able to do more. We don't we don't stop hiring engineers. We just say, hey, engineering team, we used to do this much work on a roadmap. Now we're going to do twice as much work on the roadmap, but keep growing the team so we can exponentially grow our roadmap. This podcast is supported by NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. NRECA's broad range of products and services include a robust portfolio of leadership programs that provide learners with the knowledge, skills, and resources they need to lead at all levels of their co-op and succeed in today's rapidly changing electric utility industry. Visit cooperative.com learning to explore the value of learning with NRECA. And we're back here with Betsy. Betsy, love that conversation with Kelsey. So what were some of the highlights of your conversation that stood out to you? Yeah, there were three topics Kelsey touched on that really stood out for me. First, by automating mundane tasks, AI can free up human resources to focus in on higher value activities, foster creativity, innovation, and likely higher engagement. Second, AI tools hold promise for increasing the frequency, personalization, and accuracy of coaching without increasing the burden on managers. And finally, the caution Kelsey includes for the responsible use of generative AI tools in the workplace and ensuring employees use them as intended. So let's start with tedious tasks. I'm sure that everyone can relate. Uh, Yeah, I think that every job is made up of both interesting and tedious tasks. And the goal of organizations is always to eliminate or automate as much of the mundane, low-value activity so that people are focused on, right, high-value work output. And I really appreciated Kelsey's optimism that as managers, we should be asking ourselves, you know, what promising possibilities could AI bring to our work lives versus the sort of negative worrying about robots taking over our jobs. Um, it's about how we work can work together with AI to create a more productive, efficient, and fulfilling workplace. So moving on to the topic of feedback and coaching. Yeah, so I spend a lot of time with frontline managers, and I know that they are under pressure from their leaders to spend more time developing and coaching their direct reports. The pressure is also coming from below as employee expectations have risen for more and more real-time personalized feedback, particularly among those early in their career. And Kelsey gave two examples of potential ways AI, AI may help managers. First was using AI-assisted insight to a customer interaction that then supported, uh, you know, the manager's coaching conversations with that employee. And the second example was using AI prompts to kind of test the tone of employee feedback. So on the first one, I believe that any supportive technology that points managers towards coaching opportunities is a good thing. You know, too often time-constraint managers can fall back on only coaching uh, if something's actually broken in performance or if the employee reaches out and asks for coaching support. So if somehow AI can make development needs easier to uncover or acts as a prompt for a manager to engage in coaching, then I see that as a complete positive. And in the second example of, you know, using AI to test the tone of some employee feedback, 
I think that that's a great idea. I do, however, get a little freaked out about the risk of a manager who is time constrained being tempted to use those AI prompts to generate generic feedback messages that they simply cut and paste to save time. So I thought that Kelsey offered the right mindset on this as she rightly cautions cautions us that AI isn't a replacement of your own words and thoughts, but can help jumpstart your thinking and phrasing by giving you ideas that then you can shape to make them your own. So to wrap things up, AI policies and guidelines. As Kelsey pointed out, the use and protection of proprietary or private information is a big red flag especially when it comes to emerging technology and you have no direction to the workforce around how, when, and why it can or cannot be used to complete job tasks. You know, as managers, we have an obligation both to continuously improve job design, but also to limit liability and risk to the organization. So if your company has not yet come forward with a position on AI, then by all means, as Kelsey suggests, Take up that mantle and advocate that this gets a little attention, um, both uh, in the short term and long term, in terms of the approach uh, within your company. And with that, we conclude this episode of Conversation with a Manager. If you enjoyed this podcast and feel like others could learn from it as well, feel free to share it with your friends and colleagues. And a big thank you to our guest, Kelsey Berenger, for sharing some of her personal experiences as a manager. Support for this podcast comes from NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. Driven by member feedback and engagement, NRECA's mission is to be the trusted resource, champion the cause, and inspire the future of the industry.